There's a land Where the streets are made of gold And all the people sing and dance around the throne So many times I feel an ache down in my heart just longing for the day when I go home Prince of Peace, Son of God Bright and morning star He built a kingdom for the mansions in the sky Oh, when my life comes to an end I'll begin to live again Cause I'm flying off to heaven when I die Pass through the gate I lay down right beneath that tree of life And take my time as time has finally reached an end I'll rest in his arms The king who bought his kingdom with his life let the lullabies of paradise begin Oh, Prince of Peace, Son of God Bright and morning star He built a kingdom for the mansions in the sky Oh, when my life comes to an end I'll begin to live again Cause I'm flying off to heaven when I die Oh, Prince of Peace, Son of God Bright and morning star He built a kingdom for the mansions in the sky And when my life becomes to an end I'll begin to live again Cause I'm flying off to heaven when I die Oh yes I'm flying off to heaven when I die Oh yes I'm flying off to heaven when I die Hallelujah, BMI, why don't we rise to our feet? We've come to the most important part of the service. Amen. Are you ready for the Word? Are you ready for the Word? The Word of God says that the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. And this morning we're so blessed to have the man of God in the house. Why don't with much excitement welcome my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. You must clap till I start talking. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you happy? Have you enjoyed the service up till now? 
Wow. The, the word of God is actually the nice and good part of this. All parts of the service are good, but the best part is when God is speaking. Amen. And God speaks through His word. Hallelujah. And um, all the protocols and the greetings have been done. So I want to jump straight into the word of God. Let's first also greet our Facebook listeners. We don't have much, uh, but a lot of people, I believe, tune in later after they wake up. And then they can watch. The nice thing about Facebook is you can watch the recorded version, which you don't get on our radio. Our radio only plays it once, but Facebook, you can go back and listen. So yesterday's teaching on fathers um, and fatherhood is available on Facebook to all of you that missed it. Amen. But today I have a very, very important message I want to share with you. And I trust that you will listen carefully to me for the next 45 minutes. Very carefully because I guess it epitomizes everything that's really wrong with many of us including myself and uh, why it answers the question sometimes why why many questions in our life starts with the word why and I believe today God will give us some direction let us pray father we give you honor glory today we acknowledge you as our God we are your subjects your children your sheep the sheep of the pasture so we pray to be fed by the green pastures today and uh, Lord we are open to be transformed by the renewing of the mind through the word of God so touch our lives make us new make us better people in Jesus' name we pray. Come Holy Spirit, have your own way. Amen. If you have Bibles, Isaiah chapter 119. Isaiah chapter 119. I want to preach to you about the disobedience of Achan. But I don't know what I will title this message. I'll see how I go along. Amen. I want to speak to you generally about disobedience. I've made mention of this in numerous uh, occasions when I stood in front of you. That our biggest challenge is either to listen, to obey or not to obey. Say Amen. And um, Pastor Charlie was preaching in the first service on how to be a good assistant. And there were a few Amens, not much, like in this service. And uh, I was so blessed by what he was saying. And I told the congregation that the message that he preached has been preached before at BMI. Because BMI, we also like to emphasize certain teachings and certain... Is that Zidabek's boy? Yeah, welcome. Good to have you with us. Yeah. And the mother, of course. The mother is a loyal church member at BMI. So you can take him to the garden at the back and show him how nice our garden looks. Anyway, Pastor Charlie was talking about how to be a good assistant. And I said to the congregation that it's not the, it's not the first time that the message was preached. 
However, we still find people who come to BMI and they have not offered the help as assistance. They have not offered to be an assistant. So in actual fact, if you're not an assistant, you're a bad assistant. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You can get a good assistant and a bad assistant, but if you're not assisting at all, what would we call you? I don't know if there's a word to call you. Right? And I was saying, I was saying that why preach the message again if we preached it before? It's very simple. We preach it over and over because the people <laughs> don't listen. The people disobey. The people don't receive and the people disobey. And we discover that the evidence of your of your your life is in either your disobedience or in your, dis, your obedience or your disobedience to God's word. Yes. And everything hinges on this thing. Will you obey God? Will you not obey God? For example, even salvation. Salvation has to do with obeying God. Are you listening? God calls you from a life of wasted years. The question is, will you come? Will you obey the call? Do you see? Do you want to come from darkness to light? Or do you say no? I've heard you call. But I say no. I don't want to come now. Hey. You see. And unfortunately I need to speak to you today. About the anger of God. It's a message that we don't often hear in the modern church. Because we just understand God to be a God of love. And God is a God of love. But the God in my crusade messages I teach is like a coin. You see on the one side the animal on the five rand coin. And when you flip it over you see a different picture. But it's the same coin. So you see the, anger, the mercy of God. But on the other side you see the judgment of God. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I will not be a good pastor if I don't also tell you about the judgment of God. Because one day you will stand before God. One day you must answer to God. And lo and behold, if you say, but Pastor Chris never told us. You see, when Lazarus and the rich man's story, when the, when the rich man stood before God, he said, Send somebody to tell my brothers to warn them. It's almost like somebody must tell the people. How can they know what is right and what is wrong if nobody tells them? So this morning, I've come to tell you. Amen. I've come to tell you. Isaiah, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Hallelujah. I see in the scripture, that scripture talks about prosperity and abundance and good things. Amen. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. 
Now I know many people are not obedient. I know, I know, no. Because we live in a disobedient environment. Like I would say, you must all bring Bibles to church. Only a few listen, isn't it? I even now wanted to say you must mark that scripture, but I realized many don't even have a Bible to mark. But I think this is a, a scripture you must memorize also. You must, you must memorize it. If you are willing and obedient, and then when you memorize something, you repeat it over and over again so that it can stick in your mind. One of the problems of church today is people also just come to church and have a good feeling, but nothing sticks in their minds. Are you with me? If the word of God isn't part of you, you can never fight the enemy. Because the word of God is a sword. It's your, your sword to fight. It's your offensive weapon. When the enemy attacked Jesus in the wilderness, it was the word of God that defeated Satan. Yeah, he every time gave him the word back. Satan actually gave him the word in error. And he gave the word back. <coughs> Let me tell you something very crucial. I was reading my Bible like I always do. Say amen. In my quiet time. And I saw in Mark chapter 12, the disciples, no, 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 the Pharisees, they try to trick Jesus. I find that people are always trying to trick the pastor or catch the pastor. Yeah. So they said to him, Lord, they, they did not believe in the raising of the dead, these, the bands that came to him, this group. They said to him, Lord, you say there's a raising of the dead. I like that scripture so much because in my life I often deal with religious people who argue about the Bible to me. Or they would say the stuff why I'm teaching or the stuff I'm teaching is maybe incorrect. No problem. But they're using the Bible, I'm also using the Bible. Are you with me? They're using the Bible I'm, and I thought I thought that this was only in today's time. But Pastor Seth when I look in the scripture, I saw this was all open. Shilam Owens come na the yaratu, and I will on fast fra. Clever people came to Christ to trap him. They said, "Look, Lord, you believe in the raising of the dead, but I tell you, what happens if a man marries a wife and the man dies? The culture is the the wife." must marry the second brother. So she marries him, but they have no children, blah, blah, she marries. Then, yeah, he also dies and she marries the third one. Ben and so and so, um, um, until she's married all seven. So they ask him, Lord, in the resurrection, if you say there's a resurrection, I will no slumbies. Whose wife will she be in the resurrection? Oh, but Jesus gave them a powerful answer. 
He said, You make a mistake because you do not know the scriptures. They said, Moses said, Moses said, when she dies, when he dies, she must be married. So they used the scripture of Moses. But Jesus, our great Lord, used the same scripture to show them they must interpret the scripture. He said, he said to them, you make a mistake. You do not know the scriptures, number one. Number two, you also don't know the power of God. Because when we are resurrected, there's no need to marry in heaven. We will be like angels. Then he asked them, didn't you read further what Moses said? I like it. When they least must not think what they understand. How dumb it was. Pratty me dealing, I pratty me like Facebook mensa. They least must not think what they understand. But the Lord said, God said to them, the same Moses you're talking about, didn't you read? He said, he spoke about God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is the God of the living, not the dead. Abraham is not dead. Isaac is not dead. And Jacob is not dead. God cannot be the living of the dead. He's only the, he's the God of the living. Hallelujah. So if anybody refutes what we are teaching, it's not a problem. They did the same to Jesus Christ. But I say to you like my Jesus said, you make a mistake because you do not know the scriptures and you also don't know the power of God. I come back to say to you, if you know the scriptures, it also means you know the power of God. That is why I say, memorize what I'm giving you now so that when you have the scripture in you, you also have with you the power of God. Hallelujah. You cannot fight the enemy without the word of God. You must know the word of God. Hallelujah. So that scripture in Isaiah, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Let me see. Uh, is it only that one part? Just give me a second. Yeah. If you are willing and obedient, verse 20. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. Hey. If you refuse, you will be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen. That's our main scripture. May the Lord bless the reading of His word. Now turn to Joshua chapter 6 verse 27. I want to show you the danger of rebellion and disobedience and I want to make a statement that actually I got from Dr. Mike Murdoch when I read his book he said God will never advance your instructions beyond your last act of obedience of disobedience sorry I repeat God will never advance your instructions beyond your last act of disobedience in other words, God will be guiding you and giving you instructions until the place where you start not to listen to God anymore. Are you with me? To the place where you disobey God. 
then you are waiting for another instruction but it will not come it will not come so the voice that you heard and the guidance that you got is slowly starting to disappear because God will not give another instruction beyond the place of your last act of disobedience young girls are you listening to pastor you sometimes wonder what is hindering my progress and you will realize that your, your, your progress is paralyzed everybody say paralyzed paralyzed means it's lump I can't move forward what is blocking my progress say disobedience disobedience will block your progress you come to BMI you see some people are at a certain level you desire that level you desire that happiness you desire that abundance but somehow something is not working no there's a part of your disobedience that is paralyzing your progress whether it is something you had to do for God whether it is the giving of your tithing to God something is, 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 is paralyzing you You wonder why am I not moving forward? Yes, you sit on the chair. I mean, that's not a great progress to sit on a chair, isn't it? All you do is warm the chair. But you're not making any progress as a servant of God. Your spiritual life is not what it should be like. You then don't get excited about the things of God. Your heart doesn't beat for godly things. You wonder what is wrong. You ask yourself the question, why, 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 pastor, why? I can almost guarantee you, there's a point in your life of something you did not obey. You might be living in a sinful way, and that is your point of disobedience. Whatever thing is, 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 is making you do wrong, you see, it's a disobedience to the law of God. Hallelujah. Now look, Joshua was a great warrior. How many of you know Joshua? He took over from Moses. And he started to conquer the promised land. If you don't know much, you must at least know he won the battle of Jericho. Hallelujah. Seven times they marched around the walls of Jericho. I think in seven days or something. I sometimes get it wrong. It wasn't once. They didn't march once. They marched every day. On the last day, they took seven marches. Jylle wat nooit stap of draf nie, jylle sal nie saam met die soldaten om die meer gegaan het. Want het was een groot stad. Amen. Daar was nie Uber of taxi guards nie. Seven times without a stop. And the Bible says the walls came tumbling down. Joshua won the victory. Listen to that verse 27. So the Lord was with Joshua. And his fame was throughout the country. Hallelujah. NLT, NLT, NLT. Let the Lord lekker verstaan. And the Lord was with Joshua and his reputation spread throughout the land. People heard about this great warrior. And they knew God was with him. As Joshua come, the beaver remains. And the man of God, with the sword of God, is here. The man of God with the word of God and the sword of God is here. And the presence of God. 
but something paralyzed the progress of Joshua. Are you still listening? Moe nie laat jou gedachte haar hy boyfriend gaan nie, asjeblief. Hy het sy voete as jy gewas, ek sien het in die geest. Focus on the Lord here. Just a few minutes. I'm helping you what is paralyzing your progress. Today God is going to deliver you. Chapter 7 verse 1 we see something happened. Something happened. This mighty Joshua now started to have a problem. Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan. Everybody say Achan. Maybe today you must remember that name Achan. He was the Isis Kalamani film. It's through him that God prevented the progress. Now Joshua was supposed to conquer all the cities in the new land of Israel or Canaan that they came into, the land of Canaan. He, he took Jericho so the people was afraid of him. Now he's coming to attack AI, AI. But suddenly his armies are losing the battle in AI. But AI was much smaller than Jericho. And Joshua was confused. What's going on? Why are my soldiers being killed? We can't win the war. The scripture says, Israel violated the instructions about the things the Lord told them about. A man named Achan stole some of the dedicated things and the Lord was angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of Gami, a descendant of Zimri, And the Bible tells us who he was. So Joshua's remedy to win the war was not working. Even though he had very great fighters. And even though the people was afraid of him. The Bible says in verse 19, go to verse 19. Joshua said to Achan, my son. First, uh, let me go, let me read you the other one. In verse, uh, not verse 19, I want to show you how he cried. Wa'ilai, vandi yerevalome yalpi. Amen. Here it is, sorry, sorry, my Bible is so slow. Verse 6, verse 6, verse 6, sorry. And Joshua and the elders of Israel, they tore their clothing of dismay. They threw dust on their heads and bowed face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until the evening. So they could not understand what's going on. Then the Lord revealed to them, somebody here disobeyed my instruction. And I told you, you must destroy the people, but don't take off this stuff. Because their stuff is sacrificed to idols. But Aiken, he was not listening. He was a BMI member. The pastor said, one thing, he did another thing. And he stole a Babylonian garment. 
and he hid it in his tent. You see, he thought that no one would see and no one would know. And how many times do we as believers, we do things and we think, Pastor can't see, Mama can't see, Papa can't see. But I'm telling you today, God can see. God can see. And God was the only one who knew about the theft of Achan who stole the Babylonian garment. Joshua didn't know. The elders didn't know. All they could see that their progress was being paralyzed. What has paralyzed our progress? Somebody was disobedient in the camp. And the Lord revealed it to Joshua. This is Callum. Hey, God can go for the man of God. Waar is die probleem? Sy kan maar hier kom staan en smaal met jou valse tanden. Maar sy kan jou week lekker recht gaan. But God, you must not play with a spiritual person. I tell you the truth. Don't think God can't reveal to his servants where the problem is. Are you with me? And the Lord showed Joshua. Eiken! Sy eiken. Halle die fout. And he called him. Now we go to that verse. Is it verse 29? Yes. Verse 29. No, 19. Sorry. Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. <laughs> Do you know you give glory to God if you tell the truth? Come on now. Even if you did something bad, the fact that you are telling the truth, you bring glory to God. That's why God loved David so much. David was a sinner, but when he told God the truth, God said, it's okay, my bro. It's okay. Because you are honest. You see, the problem in our lives is here. We pretend to be good people, but we are not. But the fact that we, when we start to open and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I've, I've made mistakes. Then the Lord will say to you, you bring glory to me. You bring glory to me. God knows we are weak. God knows we can't do certain things. That's why he sent his elder brother Jesus. He came to fix it for us. Hallelujah. We can't fix our own problems. Let Jesus fix it for you. He knows just what to do. Hallelujah. You can never make it to stand before God, but you stand in Christ. And he's your righteousness. And when the blood, when God said, the Bible says, when I see the blood over you, you are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And Joshua said to him, my son, I pray thee, give glory to the God of Israel by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Nangusha. Don't hide it from me. Come out my ding. I'm reading the Bible. And I can answer Joshua verse 20. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. When I saw among the spoils a very nice Babylonian garment. And 200 shekels of silver. Oh, you're in a 
and a wedge of gold, 50 shekels of weight. Hey, I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent, the silver buried. Huh. My God. He hid the stuff in his tent. Ask your neighbor, where did you hide the stuff? Ask your neighbor, where did you hide the stuff? Where did I? You must be obedient. Look, I'm preaching on obedience. So even if I'm saying to you, ask your neighbor, you're not even obeying me. I mean, are you Aiken? Are you Aiken? <laughs> I want to make a statement. God. Oh, let me start by saying disobedience turns God into an enemy. Disobedience turns God into an enemy. Joshua could not win the victory in the second battle of AI because somebody was disobedient. Yes. Everything started to fall apart. They were crushed. The people were not afraid of them anymore. Alas Ampasus Manchester United. Manchester United was once a fear team. Now when they come, I'm going to say, how much are you going to lose? But it's like that. Sometimes you can be a feared, feared person and later people say, ah, what is my mother's name? Alle deine tele koppers, alle dinkel hulle gaat wen. <laughs> Sorry to all my friends from Manchester. But God told them why they lost the battle. He said there's disobedience in the camp. So God can become your enemy. You didn't know God can become an enemy. God hates a lot of stuff. One of the things God hates is pride. He says, God resists the proud but I give grace to the humble. That's why these things are all interconnected. The fact that you can own up and say, Pastor, this is my fault. You see, it means you have humbled yourself. And the Bible says, God lifts up the humble, but he resists the proud. You don't need the devil to fight you when you are proud. God himself becomes your enemy. Hey. Yeah, God becomes your enemy. God can become your enemy. God can even remove the heads of protection around you. Yes, there's a hedge of protection around many people. Remember when the devils wanted to attack Job? The Bible says the hedge of protection was removed from Job and the enemy came in and destroyed his family. Your laughter will stop and your laughter will turn to mourning. I have to teach you this because when you stand before God, you can't say I never told you. Your victories will only become memories. So Joshua was once known as the guy who won the battle of Jericho, but now his victory is only a memory. Everybody say mercy. And God can remind you that you are weak in a single moment. Yes. So friends, disobedience will produce loss in your life. Are you listening to me? I'm your pastor and I'm your shepherd and my concern is that I always want to see you blessed and moving forward and progressing. 
Now when I see you sad, when I see you mad, then I know something is wrong. And oftentimes, the loss that you suffer is because of some disobedience. Are you hearing me? Disobedience produces loss. If Isaiah 1.19 is true, then the Bible says, if you are a willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. But if you refuse and you rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So a lot of the Christians you see that flowing in the river of blessings is because of their obedience. I don't have to go far and I don't want to talk long about tithing, but it's probably the most clearest definition of obedience and disobedience. Yeah. So you see tithers are always walking in blessing simply because they obeyed God. And you can even see non-tithers who think they earn, not knowing the scripture, they think they'll have more money than the tithers, but actually they don't. Because yeah, a devourer comes to eat everything that you thought you could save. <laughs> you think you can save, but the devourer in Afrikaans is called the Kalfriyatr. The devourer. And many of you are supposed to be more prosperous than what you are. But it's disobedience that will produce the loss. Amen. Genesis to Revelation makes it very clear. Famine and disobedience. Famine and desolation will be your portion if you disobey. Some time ago I was in Jerusalem. You must, when I say a country's name, you must say, I'll be there. Because you are prophesying that you will also be there. Isn't it nice to preach like this? Some time ago, I was in Jerusalem. All you say, some time ago, I was in uh, Easter of oh, Shame. I see you traveling and seeing the world. Amen. Not even coronavirus will stop you. Yeah. I was in Jerusalem and they took me to the Yad Vashem. It's a museum in Jerusalem where all the history of the Jews and how they were killed across the world you see and how they were tortured if there was ever a nation that was badly treated it was the Jewish nation they were burnt murdered children taken away from their parents and I was standing next to a bishop and we were very our hearts were sore because we saw the wickedness done to these people. Tractors made big holes in the ground and the bodies was dumped like flies. Yeah. Then somewhere in the museum, you, you, you'll be there and you'll see it one day soon. Oh, and by the way, if you're going with us in 2023, we're going to Jerusalem. Start saving. Amen. And don't think I make a joke. You know when I say something, I mean it, alright? So, there's this big a uh, hole in the, uh, in the floor in the museum and a glass over it and there's a lot of school shoes lying. So you think about small children's shoes like school shoes. So you think why would they do that? And they said no. When they killed these little children in the gas chambers they at least kept the shoe as a reminder that this belonged to a person. 
because there were too many deaths. There was no time to label the names, you know, to put a cross with the name, nothing like that. They only kept the shoe. And this shoe is all thrown in a big pit in the Yad Vashem Museum. So if you look down, you see there are thousands and thousands of shoes. And it shows you these little kids that were killed like flies. Then you say, but how can the world be so cruel? You must go back to the prophecy of God. If you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And as I stood next to the bishop, I asked him, I said, how can the world be so cruel? He said, pastor, you must not forget. God gave them an ultimatum. God said, if you obey, you shall eat of the good of the land. But if you rebel and disobey, this will be your portion. And the word of God has come into effect. And that's the suffering we saw that day in Jerusalem. Disobedience produces loss. And when you start to disobey, Christians hear me, when you start to sow the seeds of disobedience, the reward system of God begins to shut down. God loves everybody and God wants to bless everybody. But the one thing that will stop the blessing from coming to you is disobedience. Are you listening? Now some people say, Ach, pastor, the Heere sien nog altijd vir my. Pastor, ek loop met die geloof, pastor. And people make the mistake and I'll tell you why. The mercies of God, they sometimes let the raindrops from heaven fall down, small, small on your life. And you think your disobedience has not really affected you. Are you listening to me now? Now you must listen, we're getting close to the end, okay? You see, ma, ek word daar nog altijd gesien. Ek draa niks. Billabong. Maar sy weet jy, is van China af, China, sy rechte goed. Maar sy dink ook is rechte goed. But it's the mercies of God, say mercies. Mercy means, you didn't really deserve it, but God gave it to you. It's mercy, you know. You escape the judgment that must come to you. So God's mercy falls in little drops on you. Some time ago, a family member of mine, very close family member, he told my brother pastor, one of my brother pastors, he came to him and, and he had just given up his work and earned a lot of money. And he came with a handbill of money to my brother. And my, my brother is a, is a, is a, is a, he's an ardent teacher on prosperity and blessing. So he came to my brother with this big bill of 200 rand notes. Have you ever seen 200 rand notes? You'll see it, I believe you'll see. Uh, 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 many, where you, where you, where you, where you can play like, you know, you make like a deck of cards. And he kept it like that. He kept it in front of my brother's face. He said, you teach tithing. He was playing like that. Hey! 
it's almost look like the 20 rand, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a bit brighter. You mustn't make the mistake, huh? <laughs> Pastor Dumpy said, I don't want blind people in my church. I said, why not? He said, they don't know the difference between a 20 rand and a 200 rand. But he was showing the money. And he said to my brother, he said to my brother, I don't believe in tithing. But look here. How did he make? <laughs> yeah. It's the sound of money. You've never heard the sound of money. One day you'll hear the sound of money. He said, you did tithing. I don't believe in tithing. And what did he make? And he took all that money. He actually came to my brother to ask him, what is good companies to invest in? You know, where to store my goods? And he gave some of the money to this. He said, you must be clever. He said to my brother, you must be clever. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. You see, you put it in different baskets. And then he took the money again and he meant, And he put some in the one basket, some in the other basket, some in the third basket, some in the fourth basket. I tell you not a word of a lie. All the companies he invested in, they went bankrupt at the same time. He didn't pay his house finish. He thought he would double or triple his monies and stuff. He lost it all, not in the one basket, in four baskets. I saw him not too long ago. He drove a very nice car. Modern 20 something, 2015 model something. He's now driving a broken Mazda 323. With big rush collar you can see through the floor. The road is there. He lost his house. He lost everything. He's moving from servants quarters to Wendy house. First a 9 by 6, now a 3 by 9. But you see, he mistook, he mistook the mercy of God that God did not frown on his disobedience. Not knowing that the mercy of God lasts for a season. But if you don't turn around, then the judgment of God is going to come to you. Listen to me, young daughter, young boy. The fact that you are sitting here is the grace of God, the mercy of God for you to hear the word of God. But I can stole a Babylonian garment and the progress and the moving forward was paralyzed just like that because somebody did not obey God. Somebody said to me, yes, but that is in the Old Testament. We live in the dispensation of grace. I said, really? Then what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? 
in the New Testament who promised Peter that they would give money for the building then they took the money for themselves and the Bible says while Peter was speaking to Ananias he said the man that's here to carry your body is waiting by the door and God smote him dead the same God of the old covenant is the God of the new covenant behold the God of Israel he doesn't change he doesn't change yes when the seeds of disobedience are planted then the reward system of God begins to shut down hallelujah so take that my son Mercy rewrote my love. Mercy. Hey! And the mercy of God is great. Isn't the mercy of God wonderful? But you can't go on sinning. I'm talking to you Christians. I'm not talking to unbelievers. Christians can't go on sinning because your progress will be halted and paralyzed you can't, you can't move forward and look there's much more than what you ever can dream in the Lord Jesus Christ oh there's blessings untold there's glory to glory amen we're moving from glory to glory So when judgment is delayed, people misinterpret. They say, "Nee, maar God gaan mij niet straf nie. Misschien nie nou nie. Maar jou tyd kom. Hmm. It is easy to think God didn't really notice. And that obedience is not important. But when the judgment comes, it comes swiftly and thoroughly. Ah. It comes swiftly and thoroughly. The question is, as I close, have you failed the Lord? Have you failed the Lord? Did you listen to the wrong people? Have you sowed the seed of defiance and rebellion to God's plan? Psalm 51 verse 17 says, The Lord loves a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart God will never chase away. Never stay away. Never chase away. Hallelujah. Psalm 51, 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart that thou, O Lord, will never chase away. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What is, what is that scripture saying? If you come to God and you show that you have remorse for your disobedience. Now you say, Pastor, when did I disobey? <laughs> I want to see you progress. God wants to see you progress. Your lack of progression is clearly a sign of some disobedience somewhere. As we give you instructions from Sunday after Sunday through the week pastor is telling you do this do that attend this meeting attend that meeting 
read your Bible, do this, do that. You see, you disobey the small little instructions I'm giving you. And you, 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 you wonder, you ask the question, why? Why can't I move forward? Because you disobey the instruction of the Lord. What was the instruction given to, to, to Joshua? Destroy the city, don't take the stuff. But one man decided, I can't resist this stuff. It's too nice. God's word tells you how to live, what to do. You decide, I can't resist. It's too nice. And sin is nice, oh. Sin is nice. But it's too nice. Joshua Aiken said, it was when I saw the Babylonian garment and the 50 shekels of silver I remember the word of my, my pastor he said don't take it but it's too nice when I saw this naked woman and the buttock so nice and big my pastor said I mustn't touch it but pastor it's When my friends came to fetch me with a car, the Yota Carola, RSI, Mag Wheels, they said we're going to a dance. I remember the words of my pastor. Christians don't go to places like that. I wanted to say no, but pastor, it is. I got my first pay packet pasta. Naik langyar, sasa kedrot. I get ni rerah sasa fadini maikat macam aku fikir kerapala somi sasa pay takal. job I will give to God what he instructed me in his word but when I counted the money pastor and it made a sound I said I want to give but it is God will never give you another instruction beyond the last act of your disobedience. You don't hear, you won't hear his voice again. You won't hear because you couldn't pass the last test. As I close, I want to show you the terrible end of Achan. It is written in the Bible in verse 25 of chapter 7. Verse 24. Let's read verse 23. And they took him out. And they took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites. And they laid them on the ground in the presence of the Lord. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan 
They took who? The silver, the robe, the bar of gold, his sons, his daughters. Hey, your sin will affect your family. If what the kinders ook gevaar, die vrou wat ook gevaar, sê het moest lekker saam geëet van die gesteelde God. Jylle vrouwens wat so saam jylle manne verkeerde God doen. You ladies, you do the wrong thing with your husband, you are not saying. One, one lady, the police came to look for her husband and she was lying in the bed. She said, he's not here. But he was very thin, this husband, and the lady was quite big. So when the police left, she rolled up and he was pressed. She laid him flat into the mattress so they thought there was nobody there. Hey! They took him, his sons, his daughters, cattle, donkeys, the goats, the tent, everything he had. And they brought them to the valley of Echo. Verse 26 or verse 25. Then Joshua said to Achan, Why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. Verse 26. They piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why the place has been called the Valley of Trouble. And so the Lord was no longer angry. Maybe we must call uh, the sermon the anger of God. What makes God angry, children? Our disobedience. Our disobedience. But you say, but I'm still around, Pastor. God has not punished me. Not yet. Not yet. But it's coming, oh. It's coming. Will God smite me dead? No, not necessarily. But your progress will be paralyzed. Are you listening? Jy sal nie voorin toe gaan nie. Jy sal nie geseen wees nie. Jy sal maar bly waar jy is. Jy sal even achterruit gaan, slowly in reverse game. Yeah. You will go backward in reverse game. In case you didn't understand my brother. If you don't obey the law. You see, God's instruction is not, shall I, shall I not? You better obey all. And the, and the instructions is really not to, to, to put you in a difficult environment. It's to bless you. All God wants to do is help you and bless you and protect you from this evil devil that goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But you, you've neglected it. Even God's instruction that you should not neglect the gathering of the saints. It's to help you. But you say, ah man, I never attend the church. So God is still okay. You think so? Let me say this as I close. One more thing. I can't get off this thing. The Bible says, light must not mix with darkness. What does the children of light have to do with the children of Belial? I find in this church a lot of our young sisters take unbeliever boyfriends as their boyfriends. And our young men want unbeliever girls as their girlfriends. They say, oh, 
but God will just smile on us. Your progress will be paralyzed. I tell you today, don't forget what I told you. Maybe that scripture is for other sisters in the church, but not for me. God will oversee me. God will have mercy on me. Pastor, don't you know that song, Mercy Rewrote My Life? They took Aiken to the valley of Akkor. They stoned him there. They put a heap of stones on him to this day. That as the children pass by, they ask, what does the stones mean? Then you will tell them the story of Achan who disobeyed God. As BMI grows older, we have many stories of disobedient people who disobeyed the word of the Lord. So this morning my message comes to you with a type of a holy fear. My father, my spiritual father is in the city, he arrives today by aeroplane, Pastor Lafoy. And I remember him always saying this one thing and I want to close with it. I wish he could have preached but he, he just came a bit too late. He used to say, and he always says, Say can met your mask Zij kan met jou pa speel. Maar met God moet zij niet speel. In, in English, you can play with your mother. Play with your father. But don't play with God. If God instructs you, do it. Now your instruction today comes through your shepherd and the word of the Lord. Your shepherd can only say what God says. Your shepherd can only Your shepherd is just the carrier of the word to you. So these little instructions we give you, you take it for a joke. You think it's not important because you are still here. Nothing happened to you. It's God's mercy. It's raindrops falling through the sky, but it won't last. There's a judgment coming. If God doesn't judge us, he's not a fair God because he threw Satan out of heaven and he's going to judge him in the end, in the fire of hell. What about you? You think God can let you get off and Satan must be punished? Satan will keep God, it will accuse God that you are unfair and the God I serve is not unfair. So my appeal to all of you today, my friend, let us turn from the things we are doing that's halting our progress. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Fortunately, I, I, I don't have the, the gift of major one, Prophet Basiri. To call out all the things you are doing. But God knows you. God knows you. God knows what you did. What you did. Or what you are doing in the dark. But I'm not here to judge you. I want to say to you. Turn your hearts to God. And ask him to forgive you. Whoever comes to God with a contrite heart. And a broken spirit. God will save you. And will, his judgment will pass over you. That's when you can say, mercy rewrites my life. When you stop the thing that you are busy with that is causing the anger of God to, to halt the progress of your life. You will progress and you will go forward. 
but you need to stop the thing that causes disobedience to God. Are you listening? That thing that you are, I've mentioned a few examples and I can't continue because my time is up. You know what you are doing. Let not the heap of stones spiritually or literally be put on you. God wants to see you go higher and higher and higher. Disobedience will paralyze your progress by your heads in prayer. Mercy Oh it rewrote My love God's great mercy Rewrote my life My life Lord I could Could have fallen so cast down but God's mercy it rewrote your heads are bowed your eyes are closed let me pray for somebody here today you know I asked the Lord what message I must preach today and I was floundering through message after message after message but I, I always came back to this one on disobedience and I wondered why and who there is God wants to speak to. Sometimes the Lord will direct His servants to speak one message for one specific person. But I believe that could be a number of people here that are involved with something that you know is causing pain to God. Because it's not the instruction He gave you. He said, destroy the city, but take not the things of the city. But Achan said, it's too nice. What are you doing that's too nice? That you can't stop it. Today I want to pray for you. The power of God will deliver you. I won't embarrass you. But I want the power of God to touch you. You err or you make a mistake because you do not know the scriptures. Nor do you know the power of God. If, it, if you are one of those people I'm talking to and you say, Pastor, pray for me. I won't embarrass you. You can just put up your hand and drop it again so I can remember you in prayer. Yes, I see you. I see, I see. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. His mercy. We my love. Oh Lord, I could. I could have fallen. My soul cast down. But His mercy, mercy we my life. You know, one of the ways that God really saves us is if we, we have a contrite heart and a broken spirit. And I stand 
with you before God and I ask for mercy. That if there's any area in my life that has been disobedient, Lord, that you will forgive me. Show me so that I can turn from my wicked ways. And pray the prayer of David and say, Lord, have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, the multitude of your tender mercy. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my sin. Cleanse me of my iniquity. Because the sin that I do, I do against you and only against you. I was born in sin and sin did my mother conceive me. It's for your blood we pray to cleanse us. Change us. If you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's the first step of obedience you must make. I want to pray for you. You need Jesus in your heart. If you don't have Jesus, then the devils will always tell you what to do wrong. You need the Lord to fill the, the empty space and the Holy Spirit to help you. I want you to lift your hands where you are, those people that had hands, and I'm going to pray a prayer. I want you to say this prayer after me. I want my usher leader to just have a look at who needs booklets because the space is too small in front. There's a number of people that need prayer. We will pray this prayer together and you will pray after me, but mean it with all your heart. Whether you are born again or you are not born again, but there's something in your life that might halt your progress. You know it and I know it, but God also knows it. So let us pray together and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Thank you for speaking to me through the preaching of the word. Like Achan, I have disobeyed you, O Lord. But today, I come to you. I ask for forgiveness. Dear Lord, please forgive me. Wash me with your precious blood. I don't want to be disobedient. I want to obey you, Lord. I come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Your word declares you will not chase me away. So I come, Lord, according to your word. I ask for cleansing. I lay my hands on my head. I ask for the washing of the waters of the word. Make me a new person. Give me a new heart. Make me obedient to follow after you. Make me obedient to all the instructions that my pastor will give me. And all the instructions that is in your word. I thank you for this chance. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that I will progress. I will move forward. I will not stay behind. I will not be aching to die under the heap of stones. But I am the one that you forgave. 
I'm the one that is forgiven. That walks a new way with a new life. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.